All right. But just before we turn it over to Pastor Sam, a couple of announcements. First of all, did everybody see all the TVs out there? All the TVs out there. They will have all the announcements on there. So please look at them. We spent lots of money on the TVs. That, that was what I really wanted. I didn't care about the rest of the place. I just wanted the TVs. If you're a guest with us here this morning, we really, really appreciate you being here on our first day in our new house. You should have gotten a card, gray card. Looks like this. It's a connection card. If you would fill that out for us and take it back to our, our guest central table. It's, it's just right back over there. It's got a big sign that says, welcome over it. We've got a gift for you. If you're a second time guest, we got another gift for you. We kind of had to stop after two because we kept giving gifts to people. They just kept coming to get the gifts. So if you've been here two times, you get gifts. After that, we consider you a member anyway, right? We start claiming you and putting you to work. Also, there are these overly large cards that I had made that you should have gotten one in your bulletin as well. Use this. If you want a handful of them, we've got some out there. Invite somebody for the 18th. The 18th is when we're really opening. Today is kind of what you call a soft open. We're about 75% there. But the 18th, we're going to do two services, expecting a lot of people. It's going to be a great time. So invite somebody to come to church. Can you do that? Can you do that? Not heads. <laughs> Makes me feel better. Thank you. All right. We're going to let, if, if you have a child that is in kindergarten through the fifth grade, we're going to let the kids Go ahead and go to their class. Looks like Mr. Puckett has all of them. But we've got Lexi over here waving too. Is, is that a kid there? Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's, that's just Ashley Clark. All right, you guys go. Have a fantastic time in your almost completed brand new room. And we're going to turn it over to Pastor Sam. You guys are going to have to clap longer or louder or something. It takes me longer to get up here now. So, Hey, good morning, everybody. What can you say? Man, is God good? Amen. Why don't we do that one more time? I know Chris has led us. The worship team has led us. But how about uh, just joining me in doing this? Would you mind? Let's just give Jesus a super big hand clap today and let him know we love and appreciate him this morning. Amen. God, we praise you. All because of you, God. We worship your name today. We bless you, Jesus. We glorify you, Jesus. We're worthy of it. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Well, go ahead and grab your Bibles this morning. We're going to uh, turn in our Bibles to Joshua. As Chris, uh, to the book of Joshua, as um, Chris mentioned earlier, if uh, you're trying to connect with Wi-Fi, we apologize. We don't have Wi-Fi yet. We are still working uh, on getting all that taken care of, but it, uh, hopefully it won't be, won't be too long there. Um, we really appreciate you being here. If you are a guest here with us today, thank you very much for being here. It's an honor to have you here with us on this uh, first Sunday in our new building. And um, we've described last week, we described our journey as um, out of Joshua that the children of Israel, they had, Joshua had been uh, 
become the leader of the children of Israel, and he led them to the edge of the Jordan River, and then uh, we'll talk a little bit more about this, but they stepped into the river, and then it took time for them to cross, for some two million people to cross from one side of the Jordan River to the other side of the Jordan River. And so uh, we, uh, we described that the next two weeks, this week and next week, we are really kind of still in the river. And, uh, and then on September the 11th, we're going to emerge, we're going to come out, and we're all going to be in the promised land together. So if we can approach it like that today, that we're kind of still in the river, we're, we're still in the process of crossing. And, um, and if you can do that, I think that'll, that'll help over, that'll help, um, that'll help us kind of connect with what God's doing and where we're at. But again, thank you so much for being here. Uh, I am, um, I really am, I'm overwhelmed when I think about all of the people and all of the work and everything that's, um, that's transpired and taken place. And, and, but before we get into that, I, um, again, I really do want to say thank you so much for being here, but but I, w- I want to talk to the family for a little bit, all right? And um, last week, thank you, guys. You, um, I-, I think I cried more than I've cried in, I don't know, <laughs> just in all of the memories of all of the wonderful things that God has done uh, through the years. And, um, and, and, and two, my heart just so filled with anticipation about all the things that God wants to do and all the things that he's got for us. But, um, but I've just got to say, you know, we, we talked last week about a number of different things, but one of those was about having a consecrated life about our lives. And we said consecrated means separated unto the Lord and that he has full control. And, um, and in the midst of the service, I, I mentioned, you know, at the beginning of the service and then at the end of the service about... Um, you know how that getting the building built, we had um, gone over budget, which is not unusual for a building, uh, of, you know, of, of this magnitude, of this project, of this of this size. And um, I told you that we had intended to take up an offering, but the Lord spoke and um, said to give an offering to help with the uh, the people that are have been devastated by floods in Louisiana. And, um, and we, we didn't, try to, didn't try to push it too hard. And, and I told you the week before, I think I told you this, that the week before, you know, I'd really been kind of battling some of that pressure of, of, of budgets and timelines and, and finances and, and, and stress and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and even when the Lord said, don't take the offering up for you, take it up for the, uh, take it up for the Louisiana flood victims, I, um, I, I kind of questioned the Lord. Now, maybe you all don't do this, but every now and then I, I figure God gets off track and he needs our help. He needs my help to kind of put him back in line and remind him, you know, I know God what it's like up in heaven, but we're really here on earth and you got to, you know, we got to tell you how it is here on earth. <laughs> Does anybody ever have to do that with the Lord? Does anybody ever have to try to help him and straighten him out? And, uh, and so, um, so finally, when I, I really recognized that God was saying, no, this is what I want, um, and then we just mentioned the offering, and you guys, as you were leaving, just gave, gave an offering there. Um, I, I want to say this to the church. As proud as I am of all that God has done today and what we're doing at this moment in a new building, I've never been prouder. I've never been prouder of you as a church. I've never been prouder to be, to be on the journey with you than when I saw Monday... <laughs> Monday, I was uh, I was on the phone, Danny Tice, and I uh, was talking to him and kind of grumbling a little bit about, oh man, we got so much work and so little time and so much money and stuff. And as I'm talking to Danny, a text came in that said this. It said, 
the offering for Louisiana was $13,000. Give the Lord praise. Come on. Thank you, Lord. I'm serious. That, that's one of the largest, one of the largest offerings we've, we've ever had for special situations. And, is, and, and not only that, I'm so thrilled. It's amazing how that little story has blessed so many people already. I got to call one of the pastors down at Bethany Church where we're going to send the biggest portion of that, uh, that offering. And, and uh, I mentioned that they had had four campus, three of them underwater, and the other one they turned into a feeding and, and housing center. They have, um, they've fed over, the pastor, one of the pastors told me last week, they've fed over 100,000 people in the last few weeks. Amen? That's, and so, and for us to be able to be part of that, I think, is just absolutely amazing. It's astounding and it just an incredible blessing. But, but something else happened. Can I, can I tell you this? That, you know, I, I mentioned to you that, that, and we will, we'll take up another offering here uh, sometime, not today, in the next few weeks or so, because we do. We, we, we don't want to get, we don't want to be backwards. We want to be ahead of the curve. We've been that way so all along through the process. And, but, but can I tell you that all of that weight, all of the stress of, of just kind of concern about the financial things, when I got that report, all of a sudden in the spirit, something broke. Something, it just broke. I mean, it broke off of, off, off, off. I just, I mean, I literally, I could feel a, just a change. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Have you ever had that happen? It, you know, nothing's changed, but everything's changed, right? <laughs> I mean, it's, the, the numbers are still the same, but, but the atmosphere is different. And, and so I just wanted to come once again and say thank you. Thank you for being a people who have their hearts and their lives fully consecrated, fully committed to being God's people, to do God's work here in God's time. And, and, and I just believe, and, and what I, I want to do this just real quickly before we jump on into the, uh, into the word this morning is, I, as, as God did that, and I continued to talk to Danny, I was talking to the phone, on the phone, he um, I shared that story with him, I said, hey, listen, here's what happened, and look, here's the number, I just got the text and all of a sudden, he goes, man, Sam, he said, something's going on in the spirit. I sense it. I sense it. And he goes, I'm receiving this for, for me, for us, for our church. And, and, and then he, he mentioned, he goes, you know what? In church, and I would say this to you as a church and as individuals, you can't give a significant gift. You can't sow a significant seed like this is being sown and not receive an, an abundant harvest. Does anybody believe that? Amen. And so I know that's a reality. I know it's a reality. And as I was thinking about this morning, I, I, again, don't want to get up here first thing and talk about money, but I'll, I want to say this. I just want to pray for you this morning that any pressure, that any financial constraints, that anything that's trying to, to weight you down this morning, that it would be broken in the name of Jesus because I'm here to testify it can happen in a moment, just one moment, just a text, just a number, and everything can change. Everything can change. You ready? Take the hand of your neighbor there by you this morning and let's pray. All right. Father, I just thank you so much for this opportunity to gather together as your people. God, we are so humbled by everything that you have done and by all, God, that you desire to do in our lives as individuals, as families, and as a, as a representation of the body of Christ called New Covenant Church. God, this morning, 
in the same authority, by the same spirit that came and spoke to me through a text, God, on Monday. Lord, we take authority right now and break anything that would try to weigh or weight down any person's life, especially in the area of finances, we say, God, that you are the Lord God Almighty, you are Jehovah Jireh, the great provider, God. There is no lack of supply, God, of resource in you. And so, Father, right now, we break, God, anything that would try to weight your people down, try to keep your people from receiving everything that you have for them now. God, we thank you. God, we thank you that that also includes your word this morning. God, I pray that by your spirit, Lord, and by the choice, God, of our hearts, we would receive your word today as life, as strength, as, as power in our lives. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. amen. Give somebody a high five. Say, I'm ready. Amen. All right. Well, I know this is uh, different for you guys, um, you know, being in a different place. I, it was interesting seeing people come in this morning and try to find their seats and go, wait a minute, something's different. I can't find my seat. I'm, I'm going to have to, I don't know what I'm going to do. So, But uh, imagine how different it is for us sitting up here and just uh, a whole different, uh, different dynamic. But um, I, thank you. Thank you for being here. And again, the next two weeks are going to be very very, um, I think, special times. We welcome you to come back and be with us. Um, again, next week we'll st still be in the water. The week after that, man, we're crossing over. We're going to be celebrating a time of a just special dedication of this building on September the 11th. Be watching your emails, please. Um, there are going to be some special times of prayer that we'll be designating on September 11th in remembrance of the, um, of the attacks of September 11th and so many who gave their lives. So I just encourage you, stay, stay plugged in, stay connected, and uh, be expecting God to do really, really great things. Okay, got your Bibles there? You in Joshua chapter 3? Joshua chapter 3. I'm going to start off back. Uh, we read some of these verses last week, but I want to just make a few observations beginning in chapter 1. It says, Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and he and all the sons of Israel set out from Shittim, and they came to the Jordan, and they lodged there before they crossed. And it came about at the end of three days that the officers went through the midst of the camp, and they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God with Levitical priests carrying it, then you shall set out from that, you shall set out from your place and go after it. Now let me just make a note here that. That anytime you see the Lord moving, anytime you see the presence of God doing something, they talked about how that the priests were going to take up the ark, they were going to go before the people, they led the people to the edges of the Jordan. That, that one of the things we want to be reminded of here is that always keep our eyes on God. Amen? And, uh, and I'm thankful for a building. I'm thankful, but you know what? If God didn't lead to build the building, I wouldn't want any part of it. Amen? And if God's not going to be in the building, we don't want any part of it. Amen? Because it's his presence that sustains us. It's his presence that gives us life. It's his presence that will go before us and with us and behind us and be our rear guard. It's his presence that gives us victory over every enemy. Amen? It's his presence. And so it goes on in, in verse 4. He says, however, there should be a distance between you and a distance of about 2,000 cubits, do not come near it that you may know the way by which you shall go, for you have not passed this way before. 
we like to think a lot of times that we know how things are going to work and we know what's going on, but the truth of the matter is, from one day to the next, we've never been there before. Amen? We've never been to tomorrow. We've never been to the things that we're going to face. We've never been to, to the report that's going to come from the doctor. We've never been to the struggle. We've never been to the, to the place of blessing that we're going to in the future. But can I tell you that where we're going, God's already been. Amen? He already knows what it's like, so let's keep our eyes on him, let's follow him, and we will see his blessings. And so then verse 5, it says, And Joshua said to the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And let me just say one more time, thank you. I believe that your giving last week showed consecrated hearts. I can almost um, many times, and, and, and again, this isn't a tithing message, but if there's not a spirit to give, then there's not a spirit of God because God is a giver. God gives life. He gives health. He gives freedom. He gives breath. He gives blessings. God is a giver, and the spirit of giving is going to resonate out of the lives of people. So thank you for consecrating yourselves, and, and thank you for believing that God really is going to do something great. How many people think that today's a great day? Amen? I think God is doing something great. Go ahead, give me praise this morning. Amen? And so in verse 6, it says, in jo uh, verse 6 and 7, the Lord kind of speaks to Joshua. And uh, then in verse 8, it says, verse 8, it says, You shall moreover command the priests who are carrying the Ark of the Covenant, saying to them, when you come to the edge of the waters of the Jordan, you shall stand still. Now, if I was to give our message a title today, uh, I think the, the, the message title, the thing that's kind of been rolling around in my heart this week has been, what to do when you're in the middle, all right? Has anybody ever been in the middle of anything? I mean, you've kind of left the place, you know, the life that you used to live, and, but you're not quite there yet. You're, you're in the middle of a job transfer. You're in the middle of, well, you know, I've, I've had summer vacation and school started and I'm back at school, but I'm really not all the way back at school yet. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I've been to classes, but I sort of haven't really plugged in. I haven't made the transition yet. <clears throat> yeah, we've got some of the students here that are they're in that place. But, but what do you do when you're, when you're in the middle? And, um, and that's what we want to we look at. And the first thing that I would say, that when you, um, when you find yourself in the middle, when you find yourself in the, in the place of, uh, I'm, I'm leaving some difficult scenario, maybe there's been a hurt, maybe there's been a wound, maybe there's been a very tumultuous issue that's gone on in your life. Maybe you've, you've, you've been dealing with some, some, some things, maybe you've had some problems in a family. Now, Anybody, anybody ever had a problem in a family? Okay, if, if, if it's not you raising your hand that you've had a problem in the family, then you know what that means, right? You're probably the problem in the family. So, right? We've all had struggles. We've all had issues. We all have relational things. And so we all have crises. We all have uh, problems that go on. And, and, and whether it's a relational issue or, or maybe it's some type of a conflict in, in, in a financial scenario or maybe it's a conflict in a health issue, that, that, that where we were is not where we want to stay. And so we know that God's promised us to move from, from where we were 
But he's got us out here said, I'm going to take you to the place of blessing. You've been over here in trouble. You've been over here in hurt. You've been over here in pain. You've been in difficulty. But I'm, I'm going to bring you to a place where, where there's peace and that there's joy and that there's rest and that there's assurance and that there's, there's confidence and there's courage and all the things that come in the presence of the Lord. But sometimes we find ourselves in the middle. Has anybody ever been kind of in the middle? You know what I'm talking about? I know that I'm moving towards something, but I'm not quite there. And can I tell you that here's one of the principles. Here's one of the principles, okay? One is to focus on the Lord. We've talked about that. But a second thing is that Joshua told the priest, he said, when you shall stand, stand still. Be still. Be still, you know? So many times I think that we think that action and motion, that that makes a difference in our lives. Has anybody ever met somebody that they're always looking to go somewhere to do something? They've got to be at some place different. And, and, and we've all heard this, but sometimes we think that if I can go someplace different, if, I can, if I'm in a different marriage, if I'm in a different job, if I'm in a different church, wherever I'm at, then if, I, if I'm in a different place, then I'll be different. Has anybody found out that where you go, you take you with you? <laughs> right? <laughs> And listen, God's saying, hey, it's not about changing the environment. It's about standing still in his presence and letting God work his works in us. And sometimes those works take time. Sometimes those works don't happen in an instant, don't happen in a moment. As a matter of fact, as we read on, the script, some historians tell us that the children of Israel may have numbered as many as 2 million people. I read a statistic that said that if those people were to cross the Jordan single file, one at a time crossing the Jordan, like on a sidewalk, that it would have taken them 29 days to cross the Jordan River. And, of course, some skeptics have written and said, well, that shows that it didn't happen. And I liked one guy's response. He said, it doesn't say they went by in single file. As a matter of fact, the scripture says there was about a 16-mile-wide path that was open from Adam to Shittim where, where the, it was dried up, the water stopped, and God worked miracles so that the people could cross over on dry land. So we read on. In verse 9, it goes on. It says, And Joshua said to the sons of Israel, Come here and hear the words of the Lord your God. And Joshua said this, by this you shall know that the living God is among you, that he will surely, he will surely dispossess from before you, not before you, the Canaanite, the Hittite, the, Hiv, the Hivite, the Perizzite, the Girgashite, the Amorite, and the Jebusite. Wow. All the ites. Now, you know, my question is, why couldn't have God just said all the enemies? You know, because some people are focused on the Jebusites and some focused on the Hivites, and some were focused on the Canaanites, and some were focused on the Perizzites. And can I say this? That what God's saying here to us today, I believe, is that whatever enemy stands before you today, hear this, church, whatever the enemy is that stands before you today, whether it's, whether it's conflict in a relationship, whether it's, maybe there's, there's just a hard time in, in your heart and mind, Man, I'm telling you, last night I, I thought, man, I hope everybody's enjoying their first service here in the church. I had church 50 times last night. Does anybody know? Is it, you know, just like all night long, I was dreaming and in church and I was seeing it and worshiping and praying and speaking and, and just seeing God minister. Does anybody know what I'm talking about here? And things can get in our minds and they, 
and then the, we fight the battle of our identity of who am I really and do I need some person in my life to make me something or do I need some, some event or something to happen to make me who I am as opposed to receiving from my God my identity. And, and so God's saying here, he's saying that anything, listen to me church, anything that stands against you that by the power and by the direction of God that it falls, it's dispossessed from your life. By the power of Almighty God. And so verse 11, he says, And behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth is crossing over ahead of you into the Jordan. Now then, take for yourselves twelve men from the tribes of Israel. And here I underline this next part. One man for each tribe. One man for each tribe. I, I, I was asking, Lord, what, what is that? Why is that? You just said the 12 tribes. Why the redundancy? Why the repetitiveness? And I believe that what the Lord wants us to know today is not one person gets left behind. There's not one person. There's not one tribe. There's not one family. There's not one. And there might be somebody here today, and you might be thinking, yes, but... You don't know my story. You don't know how I've fallen. You don't know how I've failed. You don't know how I've sinned. You don't know how, I've, how, how far, how long I've been gone from God, how far I've strayed. And can I tell you that? That it doesn't matter. That God's saying that there's enough supply, that there's enough of his purpose, there's enough of his promise, there's enough of his love, there's enough of his grace, there's enough of his life, there's enough of his freedom for every man, every person that's here today. For each and every one of you, nobody's left out from the plan and the purpose of God. You know, I love that when I think about this story, that in the crossing over, there was some really interesting, some very specific things that God did. And so here, here's some of the things I listed, that there was a specific time that this took place. JB out in our Dream Team prayer time said this this morning that, that, you know, it was the time of harvest and during the time of harvest, the Jordan River's banks were overflowing. At a very specific time, God cares, God directed the people of Israel to come to the Jordan River. Can, can I tell you that, that God's timing may not always line up with my time? Does God, has anybody ever found that God's timing is not your timing? Anybody ever <laughs> know what I'm talking about? Right? It's like, Lord, you should have been here four days ago, right? You should have been here. God, you need to hurry up with this process. And God's timing is perfect, and God's timing is very specific. And God brought the people of Israel there so that he could work a miracle in his timing so that he could get the glory. Anybody realize that God's intention is not just to work in us, but to work through us so that there's a testimony that we get to be a part of telling that story for years and years and years to come? A specific place. I really uh, questioned, uh, and, and in my notes here, uh, I had specific time, specific place, specific way, specific people, specific purpose, and besides specific place, I have the letters IDK. Anybody know what IDK stands for? I don't know. Well, I don't know. It's like, God, why, why this place? There's a whole bunch of little towns, little places that you could have crossed over. And so I was researching this, and, and, and I know you'll just be amazed. You'll be floored. You'll sit back in your chair and go, wow, I'm so glad he shared that with us. That's just amazing. Why at Shittim? Why at this place? What, what Shittim was is it was a, it was a little place of, an, of a, an, a tree grove, an acacia tree grove. And, and I started reading, where, did the, where does this take place in Scripture? And can I say this, and I'm not going to talk a whole lot about it, but other than to say that in Numbers, 
uh, in the book of Numbers, in chapter 19, Israel had one of its greatest failures of all of its history. In that place, at that place, in that, in that grove, the scripture says that they went out and mixed themselves among the Moabites. And they began to commit harlotries. And they began to, to mix themselves and to pr- commit sexual immorality among this group of people. And it was an offense to God so much so that a, that a plague broke out among the people of God. And the scripture says, I think it was 24,000 people were killed by this plague. And that there was one son of a priest. And, and this son of the priest, he, he, he sees the plague going on. And he sees, this adult, he sees these corrupt things taking place. And he becomes passionate for the name of the Lord. And he's so passionate that scripture says he takes a spear. And he goes and there's an, Israel, an Israelite man and a, and a heathen woman. And, and just that one. There's only been one. Okay, and she's gone. But, uh, um, right, that, and he goes in and he slays them. And the curse stops. At the point of Israel's, one of Israel's greatest failures, God brings them back there. And in the midst of that place where where they had had been condemned and shamed. Has anybody ever had shame try to get on you? I'm not everything I should be and I haven't read my Bible enough and I haven't prayed enough and I haven't given enough and I haven't served enough and all the things I'm not and I haven't done. And can I tell you today that I believe God wants us to bring us wants to bring us to a place of facing that shame and at that place of their greatest failure. Do you know what he says? He says this is where we cross over and we leave the past in the past and we move into the promised land. I don't know if anybody else receives that. That sounds like good news to me today. Amen. He says, "Hey, listen, you're that that place doesn't define who you are. It doesn't make you who you are." Can I tell you that it doesn't stop that the things of your past, the failures of your past, the hurts of your past, the disappointments of your past, they don't keep you from moving into the promises of God. Amen? And I'm telling you today that that's what God is saying to the people of of, uh, Israel, but he's saying to us this morning. He goes on and he says this, It shall come about when the soles of the feet of the priests who carry, verse 13, the priests carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, he says, shall rest in the waters of Jordan, and the waters shall be cut off, and the waters which are flowing down from the heap shall stand in one heap, okay? Shall stand in one place. Verse 13, it shall happen. Verse 14, everybody say with me, verse 14. Say, verse 14. Some of us need a verse 14 in our lives because we've been standing on the promises of God. We've been waiting for the shalls. It shall happen. It will happen. It'll take place. Listen to verse 14. So it came about. So it came about. It came about. Anybody ready for it to come about? Anybody ready for the blessing of God and the promise of God and the provision of God and the the miracle working power of God to come to pass in your life? Anybody out there want that today? That's what God's saying. And it came about when the people set out from their tents to to cross the Jordan with the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant before the people. And when those who were carried the Ark came into the Jordan and the feet of the priests carrying the Ark, and I like this version here, it says, they were dipped into the water. They didn't just jump into the water. The water's overflowing. They realized they could have got swept away by what was going on, but they stuck their big hairy toe into the water. Mighty men of faith and power right there, you know? And as they dipped 
their foot into the water, the water ceased flowing. And miraculously, the ground began to dry up. And so I thought about, man, then, so the priests, they, the, they take the Ark of the Covenant and they step into the middle of the Jordan River. And what do you do when you're in the middle? And, and so they were standing and they were seeing the provision of God. And, and I like this, they were holding the Ark of the Covenant. Can I tell you, when you're in the middle, when you're not quite there yet, you haven't got the breakthrough yet, you haven't completely defeated that enemy, no matter what it is, to hold on to God. Don't give up. Don't let loose. Don't, don't think that there's something else that's going to that's gonna make it okay. Don't turn to the bottle or the pill or the TV or the things of the past. Hold on to the Lord. Amen? Amen. And then it says that they, uh, they were standing there. And as they're standing there, I thought, what were they doing? They're standing between the past and the future. They're standing between the, all the things that had gone on in the wilderness. They're standing on the far side of Egypt, and they're saying, what? What are they doing there? Can I tell you what I think they were doing? The scripture kind of tells us this in Deuteronomy. It says that, 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 that in their hearts, I believe they were remembering. And we're not going to start to remember things today because we know what happened last week, right? But I believe they began to remember that God was the God that, that created them and formed the earth. And that God was God who, who, even though they were in Egyptian bondage, he heard their cries. And he brought them out of, he brought them out of Egyptian bondage with a strong hand. And he, he led them through the wilderness. And he provided for them day and night his presence. They provided for food for their bodies. They provided so that the clothes would not... They're remembering all of the blessings of God that took place in the past. And they're holding on to the presence of God. But can I tell you, they're not just remembering who God was in the past and what he did in the past. They're also remembering. They're also beginning to think. They're, they're beginning to reflect on all the things that God is going to do. And church, can I tell you this this morning? It's for some of us, the past has been so alive in our hearts. The past has been so alive. Has anybody noticed this in, in just the society we live in? Isn't it amazing how quickly people believe wrong things, believe, uh, they believe evil things, they believe something's going to be bad? I, I've heard of people talking about situations just this past week, and you know, one of them happened to be, well, uh, kind of a change in the job structure. And, uh, and, and it's so, it would be so easy just to go, oh no, man, it's going to be terrible now. But can I ask you, suppose it was going to be great. Okay, I know some of you Dallas Cowboy fans. I think there's two of you here, correct? Is that right? So, oh, there's a few more hands there waving. Okay, let's pray, church. God, please help the Dallas Cowboys. <clears throat> now we know, we know. If you read the news, we know that that Tony Romo had a had a, has an injury, and we want to pray for his healing. That the Lord would touch him. Amen. And. Uh, and so, and so everybody's just, oh, man, the season's lost. Uh, even worse, it was going to be lost anyhow. I'm sorry, Lord, forgive me about that. But it was, uh, you know, and, but why can't we have an expectancy that maybe this is this quarterback's time? Maybe this is, maybe God's wanting to do something special. Maybe God's wanting to do something special in that job situation. Maybe God's wanting to do something special. You thought you'd signed up for a class with the easy teacher, and all of a sudden you got the class with the teacher from some other place, right? So, and maybe, just maybe, maybe this is going to be something that turns out for your good. 
How come we can't, as people of faith, begin to get an expectant? He says, I believe, I expect the blessings of God to flood my life. I expect the favor of God to be upon my life. I expect the peace of God. I expect the, the, the good things of God to come and to fill my home and fill my children and, and fill my body. I expect those things. Why? Because that's who our God is. Amen? So today, I think that that's what we do when we're in the middle. We just begin to reflect on the good things on the good things to come, on the good things to come. We don't have a clock up here today. Hallelujah. That's a, but I brought, my, I brought my, my phone just to be safe there, okay? So another thing that they did was reflect on, on what God's done. They began to anticipate all, um, they began to anticipate and to uh, just, you know, think about all the things that were to come. But can I tell you one other thing that they did? They, they standing there, you know what they got to see? Standing in the Jordan, I don't know how they were standing, but, but they've got to see people move from the land of wandering, the wilderness, to step onto the promised land. And we, we said this last week, that, that, that part of the problem with the people of, of Israel when they came out of Egyptian bondage is they carried with them a slave mentality. Do you know that, do you remember that in the scripture? They, 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 they came out of slavery, but slavery didn't come out of them. As a matter of fact, the scripture says this, and it said that, that when the children of Israel came out of Egyptian bondage, they traveled for three days, and they, to, they came to a place called Myra. Myra means bitter, okay? And I, I've been told in the past that the reason those waters were bitter was because they were filled with magnesium, okay? Anybody ever heard of milk of magnesia? Anybody know what that does to you? Does anybody? Only three people know what it does. Well, let me explain this to you, all right? You see, uh, no, look it up. Google it, okay? So, uh, right? You don't, don't, don't do it now. I see somebody grabbing the phone. It's magnesium. Oh, gross. Really? That's what it does? The, the Bedouins in the Old Testament had a statement, had a saying that said that one drop and you go for days. So, uh, you know, just, just a little bit of magnesium. But you know what? I think the reason that that was taking place is because God didn't want to just get the children of Israel out of Egypt. He wanted to get Egypt out of them. They didn't know who they were. Their identity was that they were slaves. But it's different when we come to the Jordan. It's different because no longer are they the, the slaves. Now they begin, they've seen God provide day and night. They've seen God deliver them with a mighty hand. They've seen God keep them. God defeat their enemies. God go before them and behind them. They've begun to understand that we are the people of God. And now, as the people of God, we get to enter into our destiny. We get to enter into the promised land and so the priests are standing there, and I believe they're watching. And there goes one family over. And, and man, I can remember when they were wilderness wanderers. And I can remember when they were griped and they grumbled. But, but God's done a work in them, and God's helped them understand that they are the people of Almighty God. And, and now they cross the Jordan, and they cross over on dry land, and they put their foot on the promised land. What was just a promise becomes a reality. And so can I tell you this, folks? Then when you're in the middle, when you're not quite there yet, just watch. Look around and see some people who've come out of bondage and have made it into freedom. Look around at some people who at one time maybe they were bound in addiction, but now they're set free. At one time they were gripers and grumblers and complainers, and now they are praisers and worshipers of Almighty, of Almighty God. So I would say look around and rejoice 
in what God is doing in others. Amen? That's part of the things that we do while we're in the middle. While we're in the middle. And so I'm telling you, church, I believe that God is moving us. The scripture goes on and it says this in verse 14, 15, it says, verse 14. So it came about when the people set out from their tents to cross the Jordan with the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant before the people. And when those who were carrying the Ark came to the Jordan and the feet of the priests carrying the Ark were dipped in the edge of the water, for the Jordan was overflowing its banks all the days of the harvest, that the waters which were flowing down from above stood and rose up in a heap a great distance away at Adam and the city that is beside Zareth and that which were flowing down toward the Sea of Arabah. The salt sea were completely cut off, so the people crossed opposite Jericho. And listen to this. And the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan while all of Israel crossed on dry ground until the nation had finished crossing the Jordan. Can I say this today? If you will, if you can grab hold of this. That there are some things in your life and in my life that God started. I personally believe that this service here today is, is not a finish point. It, it's not an ending point. It's not, whew, the job is done, okay? We know there's still a lot to go. Chris said 75%. I love an optimist, don't you? <laughs> there's still some work to go that's got to take place. There's still some things that are going to go on around here. It's going to be exciting to see. There's still some landscaping, some technical things. And, and again, we'll, we'll take time here in a couple of weeks, but I cannot say thank you enough to every single person who has, has put their hand to the plow, who's, who's worked, who's given, who's, who's sacrificed. You know, I, I just, I'm overwhelmed. I really am, church. You've been absolutely amazing. But can I tell you this? This isn't the end. It's the beginning. This is not the, the stopping point. It's the starting point. Amen? That's why one of the things we've been saying is that what we're in today is, is just phase one. Okay? Just phase one. Everybody say that when you say phase one. Some of you kind of choked up. <coughs> you mean there's more to come? Yeah, there's more to come. But, but all that to say this, that in some of our lives this morning, there's some of you that have been on a journey. Some of you, that journey has been on a journey. You were born, you know, in a church and as a Christian, and, and it's been just a journey of growth. It's been a journey of discipleship, a journey of freedom. Can I tell you this? Don't, don't stop where you're at. There, there's, more, uh, there's more of the knowledge of God. There's more of the presence of God. There's more of the work of God. It doesn't matter how old we are, how young we are. There's more in God. Don't settle for where we're at. Let's move on to more. Let's step on into the promised land. Anybody say amen to that this morning? Okay. There, there's some of us, there's some people here this morning that, that you know that your journey has kind of been maybe a little bit of a zigzag like the children of Israel. There's times when you've been close with God and times when you've been far from the Lord. And maybe you're at one of those points where you're distant from God and you're not sure who you really are and you're not sure if, if God really knows and if God really cares. And can I say this to you this morning? Everybody, just look at me for a minute. Let me see your eyes, all right? Can I tell you that God hasn't forgotten you this morning? Can I tell you that God knows you this morning? 
He knows the hurt. He knows the pain. He knows the struggles. He knows the disappointments. You know, I've, I've mentioned this recently. I hate pain. Don't you hate pain? Don't, does anybody just hate pain? I hate it, you know, because it demands all of our attention. Some of you all know a couple of weeks ago I had surgery on my foot, and it's, it's been amazing to me how the, just this past couple of weeks how, how much just one little teeny incision has demanded my time and my attention and my focus. And, but there's some of us that have been carrying pain around for a long time. And can I tell you that I believe today, today, right here, that God wants that pain left on the side of the wilderness. He wants it left behind us so we can step on in to the promised land as people who are, who are, who are truly the people that God wants us to be. People who are strong and people who are mighty and people who are whole and healthy. And there's some people here this morning that maybe it's been a long time since you've ever been, since you've really been connected with Jesus. Maybe all that church and religion and all that kind of stuff, that works for everybody else. And you say, yeah, I'm in the middle, all right. I'm in the middle between breakfast and lunch. And hurry up, preacher. I need to get out of here, right? So, so. but can I tell you this, that, that today would be a great day. Today would be a great day to say, you know what? I, I, I don't want to stand far from the Lord. I want to stand close to the Lord. I want my life today to be completely focused on and centered in Jesus Christ. And, and, and some of you are thinking, yeah, but how do I do that? And, and it's a very simple thing. It's, it's a very simple thing to do just what the priest did. And just dip your toe in this morning. Just say, I'm going to take just a little step of faith. And I'm just going to say, Jesus, if you really love me, I'm going to come to you this morning and I'm going to ask you to to do what that guy is talking about. I'm not going to ask you to forgive my sins. And I'm going to ask you to come in and to help me make a new, to be a new person so that I can cross from the past. I can walk through this river of faith and I can become the person that you want me to be. So let's do this this morning. Okay, we'll make it simple. Every head bowed, nobody looking around, all right? If you're here this morning and and you're not sure where you're at with Jesus. You're not sure that all of your sins are forgiven. You're not sure that, that he loves you, that he died for you. But, but you want to take a step of faith and say, I want Jesus to come and to forgive my sins. I want him to come and to cleanse my life and to make me a new person, to help move me from the past and lead me into the promised land. I want to live the life that he created me to live. If that's you this morning, would you just lift your hand up? I promise we're not going to trick you. We're not going to ask you to do anything, go anywhere. But would you just go ahead, lift it up real high. Just lift it up there. Yes, yes. All right, yes, yes, yes. Yes, praise you. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for taking that step of faith this morning. In just a minute, I'm going to pray with you. And I believe that the Bible says that you're going to become a new person. Never again going to go back into the wandering in the wilderness of the past, but you're going, to, you're going to move closer and closer to the promised land, to the life that God created you to live. How about this this morning? Are there any people here that say, you know what? I've let the past hinder me too long. I've let the past define who I am. I've let things that I've done and places that I've been and, and emotions that I've carried with me, I've, been, I've let them dictate too long and 
I've let fear dominate my life too long, but, but today, today I'm saying no more. Today I'm sticking my foot into that water and I'm saying I'm going to watch the waters part and I'm going to walk across this, this issue. I'm going to walk across the Jordan. I'm going to walk across on dry land and I'm going to step into the promised land. I'm going to step into the place. I'm going to step into the destiny that God has for me, for my family, for my future. Is there anybody that would say, that's what I want today? Would you just lift your hand? Go ahead and lift it up real high there. Yes. Yes. I believe that today, Lord. Yes, Lord. Anybody else? Anybody else that wants to say, Holy Spirit, I just want a, I want a new, fresh, thriving, flourishing relationship with you today. Just, just go ahead and lift your hand there. Yeah. Yes. All yes. All right. Hallelujah. Let's do this. Let's pray this morning. Let's pray. First, I just want to ask everybody, if you would, just repeat this prayer after me. Let's all say it together. And, and especially for those of you that raised your hand to renew your relationship or to begin a relationship with Jesus, just pray this out with me. Okay? Just say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for loving me. I'm sorry for the times when I have failed you, when I've sinned, when I've lived for me, when I've done a lot of wrong things, I'm asking you right now to forgive me, to come into my life, to take control of my life, and to make it everything you want it to be. I believe that you have great things in store for me. And so I thank you now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, if you prayed that prayer this morning, okay, and that was, you know, that was a change of heart for you. Before you go today, see me or one of the other pastors. We, we want to spend some time with you and just help you make sure you're crossing the right river there, heading the right direction. Just before we go, everybody, would you stand this morning? Okay, now, don't check out, all right? I know when I'm staying, that's synonymous for pack up, head out of the building, all right? But before we do that this morning, I sincerely, before we leave today, last night, there were some of us that we were here and we were praying. One of the things I've asked God for, and I'm so thankful already to see that there, there have been people who've dedicated their life to Jesus today. I asked the Lord, we asked the Lord, on this first day, God, can we see people saved? God, can we, can we see some people set free and delivered? Can we see some miracles, God, today? Let me ask you this. Anybody say, you know what, God, if you're working miracles, I want one today. I need one. Yes. All right, I'm going to pray. And, and listen, if you if you desire special prayer this morning before you go, I want to I remind you that this is a different setup, but, but this space, this area, it's area that's dedicated to the Lord. It's, it's an altar area. It's an area where special sacrifice and special ministry takes place around the altar. As we're worshiping, if you want to come and worship at this altar, you want to come and bow or kneel or Rejoice before the Lord. You come. This is, this is unto the Lord.
if you have special needs that you want to come and bring unto the Lord today, we're going to minister to you in a special way. But before we go, I want to pray. And I believe God's going to do some things this morning. I believe that there's some special impartations of the Spirit of God. He wants to pour out into the lives of His people. Not strangers, not foreigners. But people that He's been watching over and keeping and providing for, for years and years. And today He's saying, I want to take you to a new place. You might be in the middle now, but I'm leading you to a new place. You ready to receive that today? Why don't you just take your hands and put them like this this morning if you would. So, Father, right now, in a very special way, I say, Holy Spirit, come. God, if I could do it, if the pastors could do it, we would reach down and we would touch and we would heal bodies. We would drive confusion out of minds. We would would take the pain of and heartache of disappointment. And, God, we would put in healing and wholeness and comfort into the lives of your people. God, we can't do it, but you can. This very moment, I ask for a release, a special release. God, of your miracle working power and presence in the lives of men and women right now. Come on, church, will you join me in prayer? Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we speak to sickness and disease, and we say it must go in the name of Jesus. Right now, we take authority over the hurts and the wounds of the past that have tried to define and and dictate to people's lives. And we say, no more does the past define our lives. You define our lives, God. And you're setting people free this moment to move into your designed and declared destiny over their lives. Father, right now, right now, where there are deep hurts and pains and wounds and sorrow, We call it out in the name of Jesus. And we say, Holy Spirit, come and be the comforter. Come and be the one that wraps your arms of love around your people. Come and be the one that seals your identity upon the life of every man, every woman, every boy and girl right now. That you are our God and we are your people. bless you. We praise you. We give you thanks for doing this now. In the mighty and powerful name of Jesus and every person said, Amen. Church, will you just join with me one more time? Let's give him a big hand clap of praise. God, we praise you. We bless your name. Come on. We thank you. Tell him, God, I receive everything you have for me today. We glorify your name, Lord. We will praise you. We will make your name famous. We glorify you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you glad to be in a new house of God today? Amen. God bless you. We just want to remind our guests, if you wouldn't mind filling out that connection card for us and just walking straight across over there got a gift for you. If you're a first-time guest, we're going to give you a book called What on Earth Am I Here For? It's a great little book. If you're a second-time guest, we got something special for you as well. Did you enjoy this morning? Be sure to invite some friends on the 18th. Friends, neighbors, just people walking down the street, whoever they are, just stop them. 
Okay? Be blessed in Jesus' name.